section eight of ancient ballads and legends of hindustan by toru dutt this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. ancient ballads and legends of hindustan by toru dutt the royal ascetic and the hind from the vishnu purana b two chapter thirteen maitreya of old thou gavest a promise to relate the deeds of bharat that great hermit king beloved master now the occasion suits and i am all attention parasara brahman here with a mind fixed intently on his gods long reigned in soligram of ancient fame the mighty monarch of the wide wide world chief of the virtuous never in his life harmed he or strove to harm his fellow-man or any creature sentient but he left his kingdom in the forest shades to dwell and changed his sceptre for a hermit's staff and with ascetic rites privations rude and constant prayers endeavored to attain perfect dominion on his soul at morn fuel and flowers and fruit and holy grass he gathered for oblations and he passed in stern devotions all his other hours of the world heedless and its myriad cares and heedless too of wealth and love and fame once on a time while living thus he went to bathe where through the wood the river flows and his ablutions done he sat him down upon the shelving bank to muse and pray thither impelled by thirst a graceful hind big with its young came fearlessly to drink sudden while yet she drank the lion's roar feared by all creatures like a thunderclap burst in that solitude from a thicket nigh startled the hind leapt up and from her womb her offspring tumbled in the rushing stream whelmed by the hissing waves and carried far by the strong current swoln by recent rain the tiny thing still struggled for its life while its poor mother in her fright and pain fell down upon the bank and breathed her last up rose the hermit monarch at the sight full of keen anguish with his pilgrim staff he drew the newborn creature from the wave twas panting fast but life was in it still now as he saw its luckless mother dead he would not leave it in the woods alone but with the tenderest pity brought it home there in his leafy hut he gave it food 
and daily nourished it with patient care until it grew in stature and in strength and to the forest skirts could venture forth in search of sustenance at early morn thenceforth it used to leave the hermitage and with the shades of evening come again and in the little courtyard of the hut lie down in peace unless the tiger's fierce prowling about compelled it to return earlier at noon but whether near or far wandering abroad or resting in its home the monarch hermit's heart was with it still bound by affection's ties nor could he think of anything besides this little hind his nursling though a kingdom he had left and children and a host of loving friends almost without a tear the fount of love sprang out anew within his blighted heart to greet this dumb weak helpless foster-child and so whene'er it lingered in the wilds or at the customed hour could not return his thoughts went with it and alas he cried who knows perhaps some lion or some wolf or ravenous tiger with relentless jaws already hath devoured it timid thing lo how the earth is dented with its hoofs and variegated surely for my joy it was created when will it come back and rub its budding antlers on my arms in token of its love and deep delight to see my face the shaven stalks of grass kusha and kasha by its new teeth clipped remind me of it as they stand in lines like pious boys who chant the samga vades shorn by their vows of all their wealth of hair thus passed the monarch hermit's time in joy with smiles upon his lips whenever near his little favorite in bitter grief and fear and trouble when it wandered far and he who had abandoned ease and wealth and friends and dearest ties and kingly power found his devotions broken by the love he had bestowed upon a little hind thrown in his way by chance years glided on and death who spareth none approached at last the hermit king to summon him away the hind was at his side with tearful eyes watching his last sad moments like a child beside a father he too watched and watched his favorite through a blinding film of tears and could not think of the beyond at hand so keen he felt the parting such deep grief o'erwhelmed him for the creature he had reared to it devoted was his last last thought reckless of present and of future both thus far the pious chronicle 
writ of old by brahman sage but we who happier live under the holiest dispensation know that god is love and not to be adored by a devotion born of stoic pride or with ascetic rites or penance hard but with a love in character akin to his unselfish all-including love and therefore little can we sympathize with what the brahmin sage would fain imply as the concluding moral of his tale that for the hermit king it was a sin to love his nursling what a sin to love a sin to pity rather should we deem whatever brahmins wise or monks may hold that he had sinned in casting off all love by his retirement to the forest shades for that was to abandon duties high and like a recreant soldier leave the post where god had placed him as a sentinel this little hind brought strangely on his path this love engendered in his withered heart this hindrance to his rituals might these not have been ordained to teach him call him back to the ways marked out for him by love divine and with a mind less self-willed to adore not in seclusion not apart from all not in a place elected for its peace but in the heat and bustle of the world mid sorrow sickness suffering and sin must he still labor with a loving soul who strives to enter through the narrow gate end of section eight